now the greatest dykes in the world Mackenzie Goodwin Rachel Scanlon Worldwide Dykes for Life Hey! Two Dykes, two Dykes, two Dykes One mic, one mic, one mic, one mic Yeah! Two Dykes, two Dykes And gentle thems, welcome to another episode of Two Dykes and a Mic. I'm Mackenzie Goodwin. And I'm the other one. Sorry, Jesus. I'm Are Rachel. Okay? No, I'm not okay. I'm Rachel Scanlon, gay as the day is long, six foot two, a buck thirty, soaking wet. My neck hurts. This episode is going to be so much fun. I just want to let everyone know, if you're only listening to this episode, you can support us on patreon.com slash two dykes and a mic. And then you can see, because we have video episodes and yeah, also bonus episodes. I'm wearing a, a shirt that if you were to look at me in the wild, mm-hmm. you would say that's an oversized t- button up. Yeah. When we started recording together, I couldn't button it. That's crazy. If you can imagine. I mean, I can. I saw it. I'll tell you what, though. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people clap for fat people getting skinny. Yeah. I prefer skinny people getting fat. Can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. My least favorite TikTok, because it's everywhere, yeah, I, are the photos yes. of girls being like, I walked in on my boyfriend oh. fucking my sister. <laughs> <laughs> he thought I would never get hot and then it's the transformation video of them uh, losing you know it's this video where it's like from one, one photo to and then it'll be like more yeah. it's like anamorphic you know what i'm talking about scholastic yes. book fair from like a gecko into a young boy and with glasses <laughs> but it's like a a like overweight hot fat girl then getting like beast mode yeah or it literally goes to like their malnutrition yes is that a word? Yes, it is. Malnourished, baby. Yeah. It's bad. It's really... I hate those TikToks. Same. It really does make me... Um, you're midway through being a full-blown skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is, this is the thing. Yeah. I... Um, you're losing a lot of weight. <laughs> rapidly. I became my mom. Yeah. If you don't know this about me, my mom, when I went off to college, lost like over 150 pounds. Yeah. I have a very thick, gorgeous, fat family. My mom is shredded now. Your mom is ripped like Julian Michaels. A hundred percent. It's crazy how strong my mom is. And it's very cool to see. She's an inspiration. I'm I'm doing it all. I'm like becoming Jean Scanlon. I'm on a water rower most mornings. You know what I'm saying? You look like you have like a fitspirational blog. That's very cool. And it's just me being like, you got to fuck more. You absolutely have to put in the work. My neck hurts. I would actually subscribe to that. Thank you. Okay, so my, all this to say, my boyfriend fucked my sister. My uh, the t- so I've never actually seen that version of a TikTok. Oh, really? What I see yeah. is like trans man TikTok. So it's basically like them when they presented as women, and then and then they get. Like you know when trans men get like fucking buff when they are like they're like I'm gonna get fucking. Yeah. Off. and yeah. they have these huge like deltoids and they're just like mean green fucking machines yeah. that's the one I see and it'll be like watch me go from this to beast mode in it looks three like from months. me to like the rock yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I watch all that content that's cool I support it. anyways so here we are you look H.O.T. hot Think you do you as well today's a really good day for you shut up are you, you serious you cut your hair and I've been more and more attracted to you. Thank God. I know I, this is, I went into the barber 
psych i went to the fucking salon girl you went to like great clubs i went to some fantastic sam's if yeah. we're being honest and i ask you every single time you get a haircut i plead please don't go to fantastic sam's and i'm like well fantastic sam's has a coupon for 20 percent off you don't need that i'm gonna screenshot on my phone you and don't bring it in off wow okay fast math <laughs> it was two <laughs> thank you very much it was two dollars off I literally walked in. I said, take six inches off and make me look gayer. Yeah. She blushed and was like, oh my God, no, you're not ugly. I hate when straight people think that when I say I want to look gayer, it means ugly. Like that's unacceptable. It's it's literally. Also, she's like young. What the fuck? I have no idea. She works. Right. Okay. So then I realized that she like thought it was fascinating that I was gay, even though I was like, I just want to look. I was like, I know you know what I'm talking about when I look gay. You want like a little bit more of a shaved side. Right. I want to just like like something more. Like just give me a hair. You know how lesbians just like have haircuts and you're like, Jesus, lesbians. It's a haircut. I want to have like one terrible lesbian haircut. And I'm like working towards that. Okay. And I was like closer. I know I'm getting closer. Yeah. Like the next one's going to be it. It's going to be really bad. It's going to be so bad that like we will have to shut down the video version of this podcast. <laughs> it's going to be horrible. No, you're going to blur off my hair. <laughs> like uh, you're going to have to I blur it. Censored. Yes. No, it's going to be so bad. We're going to get so many more people signing up for Patreon just to see how bad the cut is. Yeah. The, and if we post any clips on TikTok, people are going to barf. They're going to just <laughs> keep sending the emoji of this one over and over again. And then they're like, that one like here's, i literally mackenzie I, I was like make me look gay yeah and she's like you know you're pretty and i was like okay make me look more masculine if that's more palatable for you yeah. you fucking straight loser yeah or whatever and then she was like she was like oh my god like but no because right i have a, i'm like always fighting with hair cutters hair cutters whatever masseuses i said take off the hair and I wanted to look more mask, mm-hmm. but it makes this haircut makes me look very young. I am giving like little orphan Annie. Honestly, yeah, I know. Like, Can it's I a hard knock life for us. You're like, giving, and it's in the middle of orphan Annie and Lord Farquaad. Oh yeah, this you do. Unfortunately, your curls they move so effortlessly. I know, and it's beautiful. It really is beautiful. I know, but it's not what you want because it is like a little like stuck up <laughs> um, bratty boy. Yeah, is what you're no, giving. 100%. It's giving like yeah. I don't know. Have you seen Brink? Of course, I've the seen Disney Brink. Channel yeah, original yeah, yeah, movie yeah. Brink. Do you remember like everyone kind of had that like short bar- parted Poofy. bang? Yeah, and I was like, that's gonna be me. Mm. I'm gonna look like the guy from Brink. Yeah. But how, I, that, how did that turn out? I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. It's a process. I'm yeah. I think I have to just go to a barber for lesbians. If anyone is listening to this episode and you are a lesbian who can give a lesbian haircut, please DM me. Rachel safety is my handle. Please give her more of a Lord Farquaad. If they could straighten it and then curl it under, it would be, be a Farquaad. So funny. Should I just go as ginger Farquaad I for Halloween? Can I ask you a question? This sure. is something that I thought about recently. Yeah. Why are there so many? Gi- Cause like, gingers there are not a lot of redheads in the world mm-hmm. you're, you're a rarity mm-hmm. why do you think that there are so many gingers in stand-up comedy it's our it's our burden is it yeah you know how it's like tragedy plus oh. time equals com- comedy yeah our tragedy is being ginger do you know what the, the tragedy for us okay. is sunshine yeah we have been scorned from day one from the sun. You yeah. don't think it is because what I've noticed is a lot of um, a lot of redheads. I would actually say 100% of the redheads I know 
have mental illness. Yeah. 100%. Do you think that maybe it has it's a correlation? It's a correlation that like it's got to up comedians usually have like some sort of mental illness. Yeah. Do you think that that has something any, to do with it? Yeah. That they're tied. Maybe yeah. DNA strain with red hair is mm-hmm. also tied with like severe OCD or whatever other people have. Or narcissism. Yes. Or like just is. Why did you say narcissism though? Do you think? I don't know. Huh. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. It could all be tied together. Tied together. I was wondering because I was like, oh wow, there's another podcaster who's um a ginger and also does stand-up comedian comedy and then i was like crap kathy griffin then you got carrot top then you got rachel and mm-hmm. i was like going through i was like wow they're quite a bit actually yeah you know what i think it's also because before you know ron weasley came yeah. around which was a pretty big turning point for the ginger community yeah uh we had like you just had Ronald McDonald. Ronald McDonald, tough times for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you know, for when you're a, a passing as a woman, it's mm-hmm. more helpful because like Nicole Kidman, sometimes redheads are like Julianne sexy. Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. Yeah. yeah. Pretty fun. But yeah. for carrot tops of the world. That was also Who I do rough. kind of look like. No, you do. You give a lot of carrot top vibes. Yeah. For sure. I'm really seeing it now. Mm-hmm. I gotta be careful in the gym. You just don't don't get anything done. Don't get Botox. I already did. Oh no. But not where you think. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. So we um How are you? What's happening? Well, not too much. I went recently. My fiance took me to a 90 minute massage this week, which 90. was already, I'm so like thankful that she's doing nice things for me like this. Yes. So she takes me to this, it's a hole in the wall, downtown LA. We get there. A lovely woman comes out, grabs Erica by the hand and leads her back to the room. Hot. Okay. They right. held hands? Held hands. She was like this way and grabbed her and pulled her this way. Whoa. Almost angelic, truly. 100%. It was like she came, floated through, grabbed her, and then they left. Yeah, like a and spirit. And I was like, what about me? <laughs> <laughs> Who do I get? <laughs> Anyways, so this like... Um, and I don't mean this in a derogatory or negative way at all, but this li- tinier gentleman, mm-hmm. I would say he's four eleven, five foot max. Sure. Like, a short King. He's a short King. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Didn't weigh a lot. And that'll come in. Interesting. In fact. Play. Yeah. So he comes in and goes this way, like waves me down the hall. So I follow him. We're in the same room, but he must've been late. So he pulls me in. I'm getting a massage. I'm loving it. I'm butt naked. Oh, hell yeah. Fully nude. You're lubed up. Yeah. Butt ass naked. For once. They finally (laughs) use lotion this time. (laughs) Anyways, so I'm thinking that he's doing, because he starts doing like this pressure, and it was a lot of pressure on my back, Mm -hmm. and I felt like he was pushing on my back like this. If you're watching... Oh, like a seal. Like a seal. Both palms were touching each other, and I thought he was pushing on my back, and I was like... God, he's really fucking strong. So he's pushing my back. And then I realize, because I hear the ceiling start to move, that this man was actually plieing. No. These were his feet. <laughs> he was heel to heel. No. Plieing down on, on, on my back. Oh, my God. And I could hear him grabbing the pole on the ceiling and, like, gently lowering plieing plieing well, truly plieing on dipping you himself on and it took so much in me not to start laughing imagining this little man truly Walking. ballet dipping onto my back oh my god you've had a lot of weird i only have weird experiences at massage places because you know we went for our anniversary we yeah. went to it was our birthday don't say anniversary <laughs> call it what you will <laughs> 
it was anniversary yeah and i got us a couple's massage you sure did and i kind of similar to erica i was escorted away by like a sweet beautiful beautiful like woman who smelled like flowers and like had a beautiful like beautiful hair my person came in truly to the noise of (laughs) like it was one of the weirdest. It was so comical. This woman came in, Where? clearly did not work there. Clearly did not she, work there. Yeah. Had a SpongeBob SquarePants t-shirt on and was like, I'm yours. It was, yeah. I truly for a second, because you bought it for me also, I was like, is Rachel... Is this a prank? Also, if you caught Mackenzie earlier was saying, like, finally use lube because the woman never used lube. She didn't use a lotion on me. It was a dry <laughs> and truly one of the most painful massages I've ever had. Never used a lotion or an oil. And it was just like a dry massage. And the whole time I was sitting there like pissed at you. Oh, my God. Wow. Like, Happy I birthday. I was on a prank show. You weren't. Yeah. It was just the, I'm it's notorious. The <laughs> I'm notorious for bad birthday presents. Yeah, it was really bad. Oh, that's funny. Um, but let's get into it. Great. We obviously, this is the episode. We got to talk about Taylor Swift's Midnight album. If I may though, quickly, yeah. this episode was actually sponsored by one of our top tier sharks, Mary Ashford. Mashford. Mashford. AKA Mashford. Who also comes to most lesbian game nights. I love Mary so much. I love Mary Ashford. I've been wildly into mary ashford same since the moment i saw same like i was like mary you're fucking you're one of us yeah. dude yeah well mary's always also on the game nights all the time I so like we love mary like, ashford no so thank you so much this episode is for you that fun uh, massage dry massage is really in your honor mary yeah. ashford thank you you're a sponsor of our episode um also if you want to be a sponsor of an episode you can as well we'll shout you out just uh you'll go to the top tier yeah top tier patrons um you get to spawn it's sponsor a dyke you get an an episode and so this mary, one's yours. mary this is your episode so and on this episode we're doing the review of midnight's unfortunately by the one and only mrs swift <laughs> so we listened to it it was dropped uh two weeks ago we we had to give it time to let ruminate. it breathe yeah. let it breathe i really had to soak like it a in fine wine you really want to open her up yeah let her breathe okay listen to her yeah sniffer mm-hmm. you know we Taste listened it. we listened last week when we were working together yeah fuck the patriarchy keychain on the ground it's the wrong album right we did listen to this album together and we were two songs in mm-hmm. and it, she was two for two of it being gay as hell oh uh, yeah 100 percent gay as all hell the first song is lavender haze L- which i mean if you if you are queer you're gonna know almost immediately lavender the color is i would say the most iconic queer color yeah you have lavender menace yeah lavender lavender marriages which are just like two beards yeah and also like yeah we the the lavender triangle is like a sign for lesbians that's what i'm saying using the word lavender there are so many other uh there's so many other colors right i also heard her do a song where she was like and then your scarlet lips were on my scarlet lips and we both have scarlet lips okay that's not it but she does say scarlet lips which is a a woman's woman's lips lips. i mean i don't know very but she loves to do this where she says like you're so gorgeous and then you're you're talking about a man being gorgeous gorgeous a woman is gorgeous. Uh, scarlet lips are a woman's lips. If I just may, other if I other than you yeah. know, looking very obviously at the 
of her poking towards her sexuality. Yeah. It's Which not poking. It is like at this point, like we know that her people know and that she knows. Everyone seems to know. My dad brought it up. My dad was like, I saw an article that Taylor Swift's a lesbian. And I was like, I don't know if she's a lesbian, but like, but she's, it's she, in, we all know, like it's, yeah. it's a thing. I think that she profits off of it. I think that like she enjoys, yeah. I think having us right where she wants us because she benefits from people thinking she's gay. She benefits from people not thinking that she's gay. She benefits from us talking about her. I think she enjoys it. I personally think I've been saying this from the beginning. She's so straight. She's gay. But then it turned me into like, I think that she is just kind of like a music machine where like, I don't think that she really leads with her heart. I don't think she believes in one way or another enough to like take a stand to be out and proud. She seems like, she may or may not love sleep with fuck women. Yeah. But I think that it's like, I just, it, it's too beneficial and too like on the nose that it's like, I don't like when it comes to this album, like I think it's pretty psychotic to have a lavender haze song and to have such like vividly queer imagery and for her yeah. to knowingly have all these articles come out, but she uses it all to get us to buy more stuff. That's what I'm saying is it, it, she, because it's half in half out, yeah. she's one foot in one foot out of the community. She benefits from both, both sides, which really sucks because you're also like, if she we, by, by being half in half out you can use words like lavender and you're benefiting from that but you're also taking queer history away from us totally by being half out well she just like she gets all of the fun clout like maybe maybe yeah. buzz buzz without actually like being a, a, a somebody who has to deal with the impact and implications of being a, a queer celebrity. I mean, if you think about it money wise, she would probably lose like 30%, if not more of her listeners who are homophobic. Right. If you think about worldwide, she's, I mean, she's one of the biggest musicians of all time. Yeah. It would take a huge hit if she did come out, but by being half in and half out, it's doing more harm than it is good. Right. I think she's just like all around. I mean, if we can take out, all of this craze which she has like fed into and we're listening to the album right she did the whole like drawing of the I mean she did a lot of lead up to this album gigantic the rollout was huge and so I listened to every song yeah and I've I don't think I've ever listened to an entire album of Taylor Swift before intentionally I know I've done some Mm folkloring because I was like folk you know folklore was it felt like a step in a v- different direction for her musically. Yeah. Midnight's to me felt like nothing. I felt like I was barely listening to music. Okay. I kind of agree. <laughs> right. I was like, it's okay. Yeah. It, but it wasn't like, it wasn't necessarily saying anything. No. And I really thought, and a lot of like galers on TikTok really thought this was going to be the album that, that she, she comes out comes on. Out. And I think, I don't know if she knows this or realizes the implications of like, it meant a lot to the queer community (laughs) and for her to then release that video where she called it weird rumors. It really upset a lot of gay people that are now being bullied online by straight people. Yeah. And I'm like, your words mean so much to people. Yeah. And for you to just open the door for other people to get bullied, gay people to get bullied for real, for believing that you might be gay because you let us by the way because you let us it's not that we're reaching i'm sorry no we're not reaching you don't write lavender you don't write about hairpins being dropped that's literally about like 
queer these are she's queer known for history. easter eggs yes, yeah yeah it's yeah. like pretty obnoxious that you, what you're doing at this point and then to be opening the door for straight people to bully gay people yeah, right. it's like really fucked also up also for it to be like those are just weird rumors it's like okay please don't like equate gayness to being weird, weird. like yeah. we've gotten so much of that and I understand we don't that need that that might not be what she meant but it's what straight people or homophobic people took. Right. I shouldn't say straight people. There are a lot of straight people, obviously that are allies and that don't believe in all this, but there were a lot of um, gay people that were being bullied on TikTok, Right. Because they really believe that she was coming out. Yeah. And I mean, these songs are fucking gay. I'm just like, right. There is not a song from another artist that is openly straight or openly with a man where I'm like, wow, she seems to be talking from the male perspective a lot. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's just weird. It's well, and it's strange. like it's it feels contrived so that it does. So that's why the whole thing is like I don't know if I felt more like this was this had happened upon or yeah. like where sometimes there are celebrities that I feel like the lesbian community really will take akin to that will kind of like f- make them feel like one of our own yeah. where we're like we're really like standing this sometimes like straight celebrity Jennifer Coolidge Jennifer Coolidge yeah. right where we're just like that feels like home to us or even yeah. more so of like Rachel Weiss yeah where we're like that feels like somebody for us yeah but we're not like saying she's she gay. has to be gay we're like she feels queer to us we're like taking her as our own we stand Rachel Weiss. yeah but like taylor feels like she's playing with us yes and now it's like, like we don't care right like we're not <laughs> we don't it, want we're not invested in this that right much. it feels but like it, it's a right. weird game that she's somehow playing us in yeah which it feels weird so then when we listen to the music yeah and it's like there's not a pop hit in sight there's not a country hit in sight mm-hmm. there's not a bop i'm looking for last great american dynasty oh my god which we i'm looking love. which we fucking love i'm looking for like <laughs> there were some really fun numbers yeah <laughs> in folklore yeah of like where she was doing fun things musically by the way i'm not a music reviewer just yeah. for the record and i'm not a but i like you know I, we have to because of all of this talk right. about Taylor Swift, I'm like, I guess we'll review well, so Midnight. Many, almost all of our listeners yes. care about this or have talked to us about and this. And they were so like, we want to know your take. So exactly. here it is. I think the music was so boring mm-hmm. and I don't, I didn't hear a hit. Okay. Did you? Honestly, I liked the music. Lavender Haze was fine, right? I really like the music. I don't know which one. I can't say like what. Because they all sounded the same, song. like nothing. I don't know. They did sound similar. Yeah. Which, yeah, there wasn't necessarily like big there's some other albums that I'm like, this is the one, this is the one I like. It did seem a little like less of, um, I'm taking a swing musically. Yeah. Maybe it's a slow burn. I think it's a slow burn. I like the album. I am getting irritated as a queer person (laughs) that I'm being like fucked with. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that bothers me because I'm, I, we know from all the music lyrically, it's either she is queer and is refusing to come out or even worse would be is straight and is on purpose using queer coding to sell albums. Yeah. 
both are not great and I'm irritated by both. I honestly, yeah, I guess I'm like, I do. I love Taylor Swift's music. I really, really do. I I look at me. I'm like number one demographic. Right. Um, but I'm getting irritated. Yeah. I think it's like, it's interesting because we've Taylor Swift has been making music for so long. We're her generation. She's older than us. Yeah. But not by much, not by much, but yeah, she does feel like, I don't know. I think it's interesting to see her go from like her country stardom Mm -hmm. to like hard pop, pop, pop to like this, like the question of if she is queer or not. Right. Being like the forefront of her music career is such a weird, like it's bizarre to me. Well, I'm like, I guess why toy with people so long when you know the questions out there, you're well aware of it. I would either just say yes or no at this point because to me it's overshadowing the music yeah because like i think i would care more about the music if i wasn't so fucking annoyed yeah does that I mean, yeah I'm, for sure i think i really cared about folklore a lot i loved that album mm-hmm. this one i'm just like because uh, one okay. came after folklore that like did no Ever, one listen to it evermore yeah what the fuck was evermore i don't know they came close they were too together. similar maybe yeah. i'm not sure but i think like I don't know. I really like pop music mm-hmm. and I really like bad music. Yeah. No, so there's a lot of Taylor Swift songs in me that I will always blast. Yeah. But there's also a lot of like, I'm not a, like Taylor Swift doesn't feel like the, she's for me. You yeah. know what I mean? This, she's a musician that was for people who are not like me. Mm-hmm. And so who knows? I think she might be the least interesting person that has somehow caught the attention mm-hmm. of some very like interesting, cool people in our community. And I'm okay. like, I'm interested in to see like, yeah, this album to me was like, she took a step backwards musically where I feel like she tried new things for every album. Yeah. Until I mean, she this won one. the Grammy for like best album. I yeah. Think, for I think folklore. Yeah. And like, she was like doing all these collabs and she mm-hmm. was trying different sounds. And like, she was also saying like a lot of fun storytelling mechanisms. Yeah. And this one, I'm like, I really just had a hard time enjoying it. Yeah. But I don't know. I also like my favorite Taylor Swift song is 22. So I might not be the best person. I'm not like, I've never listened to all of her music Yeah, and I never will, but I will. You and I blast it sometimes going to hundred percent because there are some hit like obviously what's your favorite Taylor Swift song. Bad blood. Oh yeah. That one just still, if you blast it, that's her queer anthem. That feels like I'm getting the girls the girls together and we're gonna like I've just been <gasps> scorned wait what the fuck was the song where she was like <laughs> did you hear vengeance her vengeance song I don't know if I did oh my god some of her this album felt like to me she was like I'm gonna start saying the f word every once in a while okay she, it does it does <laughs> feel like somebody who just learned the f word yes because there was They're a like, lot of like, I'm gonna fucking yes and I'm like Mm. doesn't she feel like somebody who's never fucked sometimes yeah yeah like but when then she there's some songs where i'm like okay she's had sex for the first <laughs> time okay she saw bedazzled <laughs> taylor swift that's a callback to our pre- previous episode you're welcome <laughs> taylor swift is like such a boring enigma to me see i don't find her boring I you think don't find taylor swift I don't. boring i don't i think she's very clever but i think it's it's she's very safe right Right now is she clever or did one person call her clever and now we're like is she clever i think she's a really good songwriter i think she's very clever i, I think that she's playing it safe because i do actually you think she's gonna come out i don't think she'll ever come out i think that she's queer and she's gonna marry this guy and i think that she's gonna forever allude to being with women and never say it i'll say this because i think it's bad for business 
fucking hell but she she'll say the right thing at the wrong time she will come around to like being like pro gay marriage when trump's in office she has always made it a habit of yeah. doing the right thing when it doesn't matter which is why i think i don't <laughs> like her yeah you know what i mean but that's what i'm saying i think she'll come out she'll be like 45 50 years old yeah she'll be blackout drunk in the middle of nowhere and be like yeah i fucked a couple girls yes like that like it'll be like a hundred. Um, she's gonna a, pull a madonna she's gonna go on whatever app is popular at the time yeah. she's gonna be way past her peak and then she's gonna throw her gigantic panties <laughs> towards a trash can and be like i told you back during lover that i was gay right and then it'll be like hey we don't, we don't care. care. That's what's going to happen because she always does that. And I think like, it's a little too late. It's a little too late. And yeah. it's like, you could have really like, you could have really impacted people. You have a huge platform. You could have really yeah. like changed the lives of people. Yeah. And instead you played bingo on TikTok. Like yeah. go fuck yourself. Yeah. I, it, but that's what I'm saying. I am personally annoyed because you and I, like we said, we've had, we had to come out in the Bush administration. Sure did. Like it, we, had to do this a lot longer. Yeah. And it, it was really fucking hard. And yes, we aren't multi millionaires with a gigantic platform. Right. But I think that that's even more so of like, that should be more of a reason to come out and, mm -hmm. and help people like LGBTQ people die literally every single day from a myriad of reasons that have to do with them coming out. Right. And it's like your voice really matters and, and to keep stringing people along really sucks right i mean maybe she's yeah i mean who knows i just like can't possibly listen to another tiktok about whether or not yeah. she's queer i think like this really was the moment of like she's either going to or she's not Agreed. and now i'm like we can put this i think we have to, put bed it to bed because it's like what i feel like we she gets so much benefit from this right. and like we do not well i'm like okay this is my thing is like you can stay in the closet for as long as you want. Absolutely. I don't ever want to pull somebody out of the closet, but when you're, cause I know of another A-list singer who says, I am not gay. I am not gay. I'm not gay. I know for a fact that they are I'm not going to say who it is, but I know from like people, this person is gay, but they are also not writing songs about it. They are not profiting right. on it. They are not pretending in any way there is no rumors there's no nothing so i'm like but when you are profiting on it and you're putting out these easter eggs and all this stuff you're constantly impacting the queer community right you are you're taking our money and you're yeah it's too it feels weird right it feels wrong at this point like something something has gone too far yes something's gone, gone way too, too far. far and now that the album she hasn't come out and it's not very fun yeah it's like all right i guess like I can mentally move on from thinking about that's this. That's what it is. I'm mentally moving on. I'm mentally on. moving on and like, I'll just listen to the 10 minute version of all too well indefinitely. Yeah. Because that song slaps every second. I think all our music's great. I'm just annoyed with, um, her as a person. Yeah. 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 So there you go. Also, we are, um, Swifties over here. Huge Swift at the end of the day. I've been to her concerts. That's sick. You have? Yeah. What the fuck? I brought my um my stepsister, Cute. who's autistic. Yep. Her first concert, I took her to see Taylor Swift. Did she love it? Absolutely loved it. Was Made it a, a good show? Yeah, I think it was her red tour. I <laughs> you know what it is about Taylor Swift? Huh? The hardest thing in the world yeah. is how much she believes in what she's saying. Yeah. When she says the F word. Yeah. It's the, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's this. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. you and I joke we about do Taylor Swift impressions all the time. Yeah. There's, yeah, it is funny. She's a very funny person. I think that she honestly could be hilarious. I think as a person, she might actually be very funny. I, this is why. There's no chance, Mackenzie. I think she might be actually very funny. Like, LOL, hysterical, she's a comedian. Okay, not like us, because we're very funny. Right. Uh, I think b- how gay she is, I think it's a, it's a joke to her. Maybe like to me, I'm like, oh, you're being so fucking gay right now that I think she's like, how far can I push it on Maybe this one? Maybe she's playing all of us. And this is just like a huge fucking for me for a long time. I was like, I think this is like, you know how I told it's you the gay other day, camp. it's gay camp, <laughs> how I do little jokes to myself just to make me laugh. Yeah. No one can hear it. It's just for me. Mm-hmm. I think that she writes songs that are so fucking lesbian or so by whatever. I think she writes such queer songs and she's trying to be like, how far can I go till they're like, listen, Dyke, <laughs> you better shut up. You know, like to me, I'm like, yeah. is she doing this as a joke for herself? There, it, I mean, it must be right at this point. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. But to me, I'm like, listen, it was funny for the first five albums. Right. <laughs> Now also, we're now we're in our thirties. Fine, like, maybe we're not the best best people to review a Taylor Swift album, but mm-hmm. if you are a Swifty, yeah, or if you're a what's the opposite of a Gaylor truther, a Hitler, you're lying. I'm not lying. You're a little excuse me, yeah, a he, like heterosexual Taylor? Taylor. I think so. Hitler. I don't know what it stands that for. That feels like it feels worse like than Nazi. calling. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It feels like very much like a slur. It feels a like Hitler. It feels like a white supremacist. It scares me. Yeah. Agreed. What? I know. Okay. So, so if we have any, wait, there's no one usually. listening to this podcast. That's a Hitler. I there's highly no doubt chance, it. Right. I, well, it might be a hate. Listen, if you are, if you're hate listening to this podcast, yeah, first welcome. of all, I welcome you. Thank you. Thanks for, we're happy to have you here. Thank you for, I don't know, tweeting. What am I? I'm glad you're here. If you believe that Taylor Swift is straight, mm-hmm. I would love. And if you've listened to us review and you are actively listening to this podcast and now you're mad at us, yeah. just let us, I would, I would genuinely like to read. I would like, like to, what's going on. I agree. I'm open for all dialogues. I, as I've said many times, I like Taylor Swift. I like her music. I think she's possibly low key, very funny. Uh, And I'll say this before I say this again. I do not like Taylor Swift and I do love her music. Yeah. So we kind of got a lot going on here. Exactly. Anything that you want. We've got it all. So just let us know if we're like way off base. Yeah. And um, we will be blasting last great American dynasty coming to a city near you in 2023. (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. We are going to go on the road soon. So buckle up keep an eye out for those tour dates. Would you ever yeah. make love to Taylor Swift? No, she wouldn't with me. I asked. She said, not my type. No, she said I'm more. I Mackenzie. just don't look enough like her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. So we do have an ask a dyke. Let's get oh, into yeah. that. I've got to ask a dyke tonight. I've got to ask a dyke tonight. I've got to don't edit it if they said a compliment about us. I'm a big fan of the show. It's so great to have relatable lesbian content in the podcast world. So thank you. I would love your opinion on my norm, my moral dilemma and whether you think this is ever a situation where cheating could be dot, dot, dot acceptable. Let me explain. Dilemma. 
I'm married now five years to my beautiful, kind, caring wife. We've been together essentially our entire adult lives, nearly 15 years. (gasps) As with most relationships, we've had our ups and downs, but we truly love each other. There's really only ever been one issue I've struggled to overcome, and that's our sex life. Great. Or lack thereof. Uh Uh-oh. I won't get into the details here, but my wife has some trauma from her childhood that has led to her having little or no interest in sex. In nearly... um, Oh, in... The early part of our relationship, we did have physical intimacy, but as it went on, those moments became few and far between. And now we have sexual contact once a year, maybe if that. So for me, sex is very important. I'm very sexual and physical intimacy is a must. However, me and my wife have committed our lives together. And despite the lack of sex, our relationship is amazing. I would never want to walk away from that. Outside of this one relationship pillar, we share values, we love each other's family, we've built a home together, share pets, support one another, and so on. As such, I have learned to suppress my sexual needs for the sake of keeping this relationship and marriage intact. Okay. So, um, during the pandemic, as with many couples, we hit a particularly rough patch where I I started to feel like maybe the lack of physical intimacy was not something I could ignore any longer. We found ourselves fighting about it more and more, which led to couples therapy and eventually my wife seeing a trauma therapist at my urging. Okay. None of it really improved our situation. And in a moment of weakness, I found myself stealthily on a dating website looking for someone like-minded for casual encounters. Mm Mm-hmm. To my surprise, I met a woman almost instantly. She's older, bisexual, polyamorous, and easygoing. We connected right away, but set rigorous boundaries for our relationship. We only see each other once or twice a month, and it's purely physical. No strings attached. And we put thoughtful space between each other to ensure neither of us catch feelings. She respects that I have a wife, and I respect that she has other relationships as well. It has been amazing for me and I've explored facets of my sexuality I never knew existed. It's filled a void in a way that I'm not sure I could ever give up now that I've experienced it. This has gone on for nearly a year without my wife suspecting anything. Due in no small part to the boundaries, rules, and safety measures I've put in place. Don't get me wrong. I have bouts of guilt about my infidelity, but here's the catch. My marriage has never been stronger. Having the, this physical outlet has relieved the pressure I was putting on my wife to work through her intimacy issues. It has made me respect and appreciate things about her that make her such a wonderful, wonderful partner. Things that were previously clouded by my focus on the lack of physical connection. We spend more and better quality time together and have made amazing progress in communicating and supporting each other as equal partners. Of course, the only problem for me is that the, uh, it is overcast by this deception that's gone undetected. My wife has very strong feelings about monogamy, and I know my behavior, if uncovered, would mean the end of my marriage. Fuck. That being said, I've struggled to reconcile the fact uh, that fact with the fact that my infidelity is fueling the best relationship my wife and I have had in years. Am I wrong to think that there could be a scenario for cheating to be acceptable? Or am I just a terrible person for lying to my wife? Help. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Wow. That was a very good acidite. If I may. Yes, you may. This is the juiciest yes. acidite I've ever, we've ever received it on is. this podcast. So thank you so much for reaching out and being so trusting of us with this information. Yeah. What do you, th- I mean, mm-hmm. this, what my initial reaction when I heard all this yeah. was this is everything right with polyamory mm-hmm. without the one thing that actually makes polyamory polyamory which is consenting on, on both sides open and honest about it yeah. right so it's kind of tough yeah because i mean listen the the listener who wrote this in put in the subject line is cheating right ethical or and, and so that's the is there a time though, for cheating because it's cheating because it's not polyamory it it's is not cheating polyamory. so let's i guess we should very just like upfrontly discuss that mm-hmm. we are not talking about polyamory, a polyamory no. situation i think the thing that made me okay the wife said she's very um into monogamy yeah. monogamy is a very big part of the relationship for her mm-hmm. so i think for me you're breaking that your wife's trust yeah, and you're stepping out on the marriage. And I think the distrust is where I would have problems. Sure. I think it's tough, obviously, especially when like they're writing in saying, Mm-hmm. If my wife were to find out, it would yeah. be at the end of my marriage. Yeah. So just because of, and I'll get into like the good things. So mm-hmm. let me just kind of bury the lead here. Like yeah. the second that you know, that you are deceiving somebody because if they found out it would be over. Yeah. It's very challenging uh, to kind of continue on. Like this has been a year long thing. Yeah. I mean, this is an affair. It's a year long affair behind your wife's back. It is. I, I mean, hey, listen, you call a spade a spade. You call a spade. <laughs> it I is mean, an affair. That's where the, I mean, the question is like, is cheating sometimes okay? Yeah. And you have to look within yourself and know that like you are cheating. Yeah. And here are all of the beneficial things mm-hmm. that have happened yeah. because of that. And I have a lot of sympathy mm-hmm. for this situation. Yeah. I think it's especially hard when I think sometimes people cheat because they're looking for an out. Mm-hmm. This person's cheating looking for a way in which is yeah. fascinating yeah. because that I think is more rare I think that's a very pretty queer nuanced experience it is to, to look at an outside sexual relationship mm-hmm. to push you towards a better marriage yeah. is something I don't think straight people are doing as much I think it is especially queer because you hear about I know it's a cliche and we you know sometimes we don't want to talk about it but like lesbian deathbed yeah or there always is the seven year itch or something sure you know, I think that like you said the cheating is to make their relationship stronger mm-hmm is something you don't see a lot. You don't see that a lot. However, I think there's a reason why you're asking us this question. And I think that there's a reason that makes it have a, an expiration date on it. Mm -hmm. This is not a permanent solution. It's not sustainable. This is something that you have decided is an experiment that you have decided in the own part of your marriage. Mm -hmm. Like, you know how when you have a relationship, it's usually like you start to think of things as like choices as a team. Yeah. This is something that like 
this person has made a, a solo choice that affects both of you irrevocably. However, yeah. that solo, cho- I think this is why it's like a bit of a mind game for this person. It is because they're like, Oh man, these choices that I'm making are helping the team. Yeah. But you have to remember you cannot help the team without both people being aware of what's going on. Yeah. Because I think we all know mm-hmm. in long term, this isn't something that is going to get over the hump to a happy ending no. because it had to be a choice as a team from the jump. Right. So you have learned now through this experience with your words cheating, right? You've, you have learned that your needs do need to be met to help your relationship. Well, yeah. Cause they said, I can't go back right like you this can't is, go back this is something that i've done and i don't think sexually i can go back to not doing this right i think it's also very interesting that like she has like kind of talked about the guilt yeah it's like it's been i think we both were like oh it's been a year it's a long time uh, we're talking about a 15 year old marriage you know what i mean time. like we might not be the most uh educated experienced people in relationships that have been on for long term. We're not, I mean, we are long, but like not 15 years, you know what I mean? So there are different scenarios going on here. I think it is incredible that you want to take, I think it's so hard because so many people see sexual issues as the person who doesn't want to have sex needs to fix themselves. And then I know that this person was like, well, I can, I can fix this because I can get my needs met somewhere else. And like as a fixer, Mm -hmm. as a doer, as somebody with a high sex drive, I can see so clearly how you ended up here. And I can see so clearly how conflicted you are with now what I mean, Oh shit. Reading this, yeah, I'm like, I see that there are some pros to this, but to me, the cons outweigh the pros when you're deceiving your partner this much and for over a year. Yeah, I mean, this is like it, you can't go back. There's no. This is the issue is that there is no ag- exit strategy, there and I no. think that there's part. You jumped out of a plane with no parachute. I think the part of her, like when she was like, and then I found myself on this dating app. Like you're walking this path that I think you were not a hundred percent sure what it would take. I think like, you're like, I know I need these things, but just know that like all these good things that are coming from it Mm -hmm. inherently have a falsity to it. That's what I'm saying. So you have to be able to now, I think you're at a point where you're like, I need to figure out what the next step is because this guilt will run up to you. And like, it's so interesting. I mean, this is like a very fascinating ask a dyke that like they've been through couples therapy. She's in like, I think it would be also if you could think about being on the other side of it Mm -hmm. and you're like, I'm trying to work through my trauma because I know my partner needs more, of a physical intimacy. Yeah. And then, I mean, yeah, there has to, I think you have to tell her. You have to. Right? I mean, if it was me, if I got this far and I was in a, a year um, affair with someone, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I have follow-up questions. Like, is this something that you want to continue this with the same person for many years? I, th- I think yeah. that she wants to because the, the amount of like, time that this person was like we make sure we have boundaries we only talk to each other rarely she's poly like we make sure that we don't catch feelings for each other like she's being pretty purposeful about Mm -hmm. the interactions that they have yeah i legitimately think that in her head she was like if i can just have like these intimate needs met yeah i can like eventually just switch it with my partner but that's not how it works i mean to me to me i'm like 
the best case scenario is that you sit your wife down. You have to come clean and say that this is what I need in the relationship to, for us to continue, which is we need to be polyamorous. Right. Because I think that is the that's where you're going to see your needs met and also still have this relationship mm-hmm. that is so fulfilling. To yeah. You. I think this is like, honestly, like one of those scenarios where m- you need to give your partner an opportunity to meet you to where you're at. Be in the, on the team. To be on the team. 100%. It, it feels like you left your partner on the bench and you went out and played. And then you're like, wow, this team's doing really well. Yeah. And it's like, well, you guys aren't a team anymore. Right. I think it is really one of those times where it is like you have to let in because even if you're like, okay, I know like in the past she's been all for like, she's not going to be into polyamory or opening this relationship. You'd be fucking surprised. I think so too. I think you would be absolutely surprised when you give people an opportunity to change. You give people an opportunity to really like see where you're coming from and to understand what the needs are and the benefits that could happen because like what you're doing right now is like such a beautiful example of the possibilities that having outside relationships can really benefit your marriage. That's what I'm saying is like polyamory is very beneficial to certain couples. Totally. And it really can make your relationship flourish, but it's not polyamory when you're fully cheating. Right. You know, as we know, it's, it's, it's what happens. Yeah. You just got, you have to be honest with your partner. I think this is a bold ask, assy bike. I think this is a bold thing because your wife must not be listening. (laughs) Well, not only that, but like, I think that this person who asked knows the answer. Right. They know the answer. Because you know. wouldn't ask it like that. You wouldn't say, is cheating ever okay? I think you know the answer is you have to be honest with your partner. Yeah. I think it's, I think you are right at that precipice of the time where you're like, all right, I know all of the facts. I know that I can't compromise on having a sex life. Yeah. I know that I love my wife and I know that this is cheating. That is all the information that Mm -hmm. you need to kind of take it to your next phase of this, these kind of decisions that have been made. It's going to suck to sit down and tell your wife, but I think once you get over that big initial shock, yeah. that huge hurdle of being honest, asking for a polyamorous relationship, mm-hmm. I think you're going to feel a huge weight lifted off of you. Yeah. And I think you'd be shocked at how malleable and like people change and grow constantly and how they might be, your partner might be into it. Right. Your partner might want to watch. You never You have know. to give people opportunities and just yes. know that like, you saying, oh, I know that my wife isn't going to be okay with this is not no mean that you're the only one who gets to make choices. Exactly. You got to let everyone make choices yeah. with you, without you, with all of the same information mm-hmm. so that that's actually how you treat people yeah. that you do love. Yeah. The people that deserve like to be this like beautiful part of your life. Like, and you've already decided that this is a marriage that you love. This is a person that you love. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to risk everything being truthful in order to be like a loving person. Cause remember you have to give people an opportunity to have all the info so that you guys can choose each other. And I think it's, I think it's time. Yeah. Right? That was a great Ask a Dyke. Thank you. And if you have an Ask a Dyke, you can email us at two dykes and a mic at gmail.com. Com. Thank you for that Ask a Dyke. Wow. We appreciate it. So we have a new segment now. Let's um, switch gears. Uh, we're doing Rachel's Toolbox, which is... <laughs> 
one of my all-time favorite segments. Okay, if you're a newer listener and you have not been around for a toolbox, what happens is that sometimes people send us sex toys and I will go bring them home. Review them. Give them the old one-two snaparoo. Oh. And I come back and I tell you what's up. Is the snaparoo like a strap-on that yeah, you're snaps snapping? on, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, it's a snap-on. Yeah. <laughs> I hate Because of the fun fact and underneath the st- <laughs> It's like, did you know that hummingbirds flap their wings three billion times a second? (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Snapple? Of course. Uh, You're saying under the strap on. Yeah. It's like, hey, hey, honey, come here. (laughs) That's really good. Yeah. Okay. So the product this week is Beto. Okay. Beto. Like libido. Yes. This is for her. Okay. I guess that's me. So now are there, there's for her, are there for him probably? I have absolutely no idea. I mean, that would imply. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay. This happy, healthy, horny, happy, healthy, horny. I kept all these boxes because everyone who gets a Christmas gift from me this year is going to open this box and they're going to be like, of course, this is from Rachel fucking Scanlon. Happy, healthy, horny, happy, horny holidays to y'all. Honestly, give this to your friends for Christmas. Yeah. Be like happy fucking. Honestly, it's a, I would say it's a great stocking stuffer, right? It fits right in because also you don't, they, they come when they ship room temp. Yeah. So you could just drop those into people's stockings. Literally. Oh, genius. Have stocking stuffers to get your socks stuffed to get your stocking stuffed. That's it. Yeah. Yes. Thank it's you. It's a stocking stuffer to get you stuffed. Oh yeah. Pretty okay. Good. So Beto, basically you can take it either like once you can take it like right before it's yeah. like fast acting yeah. or for the full benefits. You can take it every day for a week. I've been taking it. What are the full benefits? Full benefits. mean That's what it says. It's like basically it's like good for a one-time use, but if you okay. really want to like sink into the full Beto experience, yeah. you can take it like every day, like a supplement, like a, you know, your magnesium oh, or whatever yeah, yeah. the fuck you can take it. So there's like a lot of fun ingredients in here. Okay. That can I read this? Like scary. It's got like ashwagandha. It says rich in herbs, go off vitamins, yes. amino acids. Our formula helps support your sexual and overall health. Yeah. Also, um, it says implement into your daily routine to provide natural energy, help reduce stress, Mm -hmm. balance your hormones and improve your mood. Yes. Okay. So it is, it's to help boost your libido and make you excited from the first shot. Here's what's like exciting. I love this. I I like it because a lot of times like horny products are really just like geared towards specifically like people yes. with penises blood flow. Okay. I've s- seen them like at seven 11. Yeah. You'll see them like yeah. behind the counter right. in that strange bag of pills that they sell. You know exactly, <laughs> know exactly what I'm what talking about. about where you're like, what, what the f- is that? Yeah. And they're like extends. Oh, you're going to get that gummy dick. Who did oh you my just God. Become? I'm so sorry. But this, I like Beto because yeah. Sometimes when you're you're looking at like this things to enhance your libido, yeah. it'll go to like a really I here's what it's just it's more about like less stress that's more literally what it says. like getting you in a like better, calmer mindset. mindset. Yeah. So that like those sexy feelings and thoughts have yeah. more place in your mind. I love that. I mean, I am somebody who like has ADHD. Yeah. And like low level OCD where I have a hard time sometimes if I have sexual feelings, they'll come and go. Mm -hmm. And for me, because I'm so scattered, it can be like, 
I can come and go for me. Right. This, you know, when you take CBD products and you have like a little less of a racing heartbeat, yeah. I'm getting that from Beto. Interesting. Yes. Well, Cause it says like whether it's stress, anxiety, hormone changes or fatigue, something, uh, sometimes it's just not working in the bedroom. And I'm like, I have stress and anxiety, right? Constantly yeah. fatigue almost every day. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this is would be a great product for me to try. Yeah. And it really like has been giving me space in my mind to let more sex thoughts come in. And I also don't know if this is fully related, but I have had sex dreams three out of the like five days that you're drinking. this. Yes. I've had sex dreams. I mean, I would say that's pretty correlated. I've been having a lot. I mean, I have been having, are they all about me? Yeah. Okay. Every sex dream I've ever had is about you. Drink Beto. Let's drink sex dreams about me. Let's drink some right now. Okay. It's also says it's used as like a social lubricant. I love, I, you know, I need lubricant. Mm. And she's down the hatch. So it, this flavor is pomegranate. Oh, I like the flavor. Yeah, it, it comes around really good. Yeah, it's really nice. And it's like, it's such a quick, easy shot. Yeah, I'm, I've been adding it to my like morning coffee and it's like, for me, I love doing mindful mm. little things. Yeah. Because for me, a big part of like a sexual thing, right? Yeah. Like I review a lot of sex toys. You do. There's like a lot of mechanisms and lubes. And yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, if you're not really in the mood to have sex, yeah. if you're not wanting to like connect with somebody physically, it doesn't really matter how many buzzing lights, USB chargeable waterproof shit that you have. Agreed. And I really like the idea of taking something in any part of your day that you're like, this is in the hopes of calming me and centering me towards letting in more sexual energy, getting me in the mood. Exactly. And then it will buy because of that act of like Mm -hmm. being mindful about your sexual health. Yeah. Then like more sex kind of enters into your mind and your life. It's like what you put out, you get back. Right. So like, if you're like, I'm going to start mindfully, taking care of myself. Yeah. I'm going to be more in the mood. Exactly. It's almost like going on a staycation. Yes. You're getting a hotel room. You're setting the mood, which will bring more sex to your life right. or happier, healthier sex. Yeah. I'm loving you know, this. Like, I, I personally have one candle that I always light when I'm going to have sex. Say. Do you it's know what I'm like, talking it's about? It's like lighting a candle. It's like lighting a candle, but the candle lives in your mind. I love that because it's going to smell better. You're setting the ambiance. This is like the ambiance for inside of you. Yeah. I'm loving this. It's, it's setting the intention in your like body to like welcome in more sex play I'm and it like that. works. I'm going to be honest after just taking it. I know it probably doesn't work this fast. It does. I'm feeling less. Um, I'm feeling very calm right now. I know. It's nice. We're like very, mm. we are hyperactive type of like constantly scattered people. Yeah. Like people like us should be taking something things like this. Like this. Yeah. yeah. This is amazing. So, so thanks for sending it over Beto because we have like four boxes pl- and boxes of this foreplay in a bottle foreplay in a bottle yeah and also just like it's sometimes fun to have a toy that you don't have to just shove inside of you yeah and i I mean technically you could shove this inside of you and i have so um this is the it says the female blend so because we said that we are obviously both women kind of um yeah uh so it comes with different root extracts hibiscus flower extract a ginseng root extract so it's a lot of extracts yeah i think it's just i think it's really good to try new things i love trying new things i've been slipping it 
into your coffee every morning. Oh my God, bless you. <laughs> um, so how many, how many flames would you give it? I would give it four and a half flames out of five. Wow. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I'm for me just trying it now. Mm-hmm. I'm in the mood already. I know, but it could also be, you know, you're next to me uh, and my haircut, the haircut. It tasted pretty good. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to try it a couple more times that I'm going to give it from just my quick taste. Also four and a half. See, I think it's like one of those things where I can feel the benefits of like the ashwagandha, the yeah. type of like, like a vitamin. Right. But with the intentionality of, I want to take a step towards thinking about, more. my sex drive yeah, yeah and when you put those things together like it's good, just hot sexy things, things about yeah, yeah i love that we'll, we'll do more rachel's toolboxes coming up too yeah i'm about to buy a wand oh no because we went to that sex porn yeah oh i know what you're talking about you know it lives in my mind okay. and i can't I- <laughs> <laughs> okay God, first off, it lives in my mind because, and you know why, I don't like stuff like that. So we went to the Hump Film Festival. We saw a porn. It was one of the most shocking things I've ever seen. I loved it. I know you loved it. It's everything because I turned to you and I was like, I'm sure you're into this. I was so into it. And I literally, it's, it's, um, like when you first saw like Pulp Fiction or a movie that like actually kind of like scars you a little bit. Yes, yes, yes. Seeing that did scar me. And I think about it. I would say every day, once a day. I think about it every day, once a day as well. But look at our faces. Yeah. No, I did not <laughs> like it. Um, we did talk about it on another episode. So if you go back, you can listen. You to can it. listen to it. But two things that I took away from watching a short porn film festival with Mackenzie Goodwin is uh, one. I need to get a wand vibrator, which I will get and review. You're talking about the gigantic. Yes. Ones? Huge why? ones. I, I just like, was why? so jealous. Everyone had one. This is my thing. Why, if there is the technology to get a vibrator that's this big, why are women buying vibrators that are truly a miniature baseball bat? Hey, like when you go to the ML, when you go to MLB games <laughs> and they're giving out, you can buy the miniature base. They're that, but like three of them combined. Listen, why? I don't know what to tell you. Other than everyone had one, and now I want one. It's a bowling pin that I, vibrates. I bet that it feels sometimes like you know when a vibrator is like too much on one place. No, never felt that. You, you know <laughs> how where Tammy three comes over yeah. here. I bet I'm going to like it. And also I'll I'm growing only... out all of my body hair. Okay. No more for me. No more body hair. Recalculating. No more shaving. I'm Ever. going full. Wow. Good for you. I'll never stop shaving. This is what I, I've been inspired by pornography. And so should you. Am I drunk from Beto? Maybe. I feel loose. I feel loose. I'm over here talking about that porn film festival I'm over again. here telling everyone that I'm going to buy a wand and like grow out my armpit hair. You really went full gaunt. Gay aunt. Oh. You went gay aunt after a glass of wine. Sorry, y'all. You really just did. You better try this Beto. Refill it. Beto's for everyone. It is honestly like a social lubricant. I know. How did after one sip, you're like, yeah, I'm going to buy a wand. <laughs> You can. That's the power of Beto, baby. Don't take this before a dinner party. Honestly, do go crazy. If you want to be me, don't take it before a dinner party. If you want to be a Rachel, take it and go go to dinner with your folks. Happy, healthy, horny. I'm Mackenzie Goodwin. I'm Rachel Scanlon. Go do something gay today. We are the greatest dykes in the world. Mackenzie Goodwin, Rachel Scanlon. Worldwide dykes for life. Hey, two dykes, two dykes.
Two dice. 